welcome to Shrink Wrap, a podcast where Fran and Becky give proper respect to various mental health and wellness topics while adding in a little bit of smart assery that they just can't seem to contain. This podcast cannot and does not constitute therapy advice. However, we do hope that you find the information we share with you helpful and entertaining. Please be advised that this podcast discusses topics that can be sensitive to some listeners. Use appropriate discretion. Welcome, everybody. Hello. So today we are, first of all, going to let Brody do Brody's magic. I'm going to turn your mic on first. Oh. Oh. And we can do that. Okay. Okay, Ready? Three, two, one. (laughs) Welcome. Brody. We should edit that out, but we won't. Okay. (laughs) People love it when we screw up. It makes them so happy. Just just another day. Another day. It's Uh, not easy being us. Can I just say that? No, No. it's not. High maintenance coworkers is next week's episode. Oh, my God. Um, just a friendly reminder that if you enjoy what you're hearing here, uh, send it to people, um, you know, share the episode, but more importantly, leave a review on the Apple. It really helps to get, uh, get the algorithm out to more people and get this into more hands so that we can become even more of the greatest mental health podcast that ever was. In the universe. In the universe. Right. You're right. I have to give a real quick shout out to Garrett. What's Garrett's last name from the market? Previously. Um, yeah. It, yep. Garrett. It's Garrett. Garrett, uh-huh. Garrett. Homecoming King wrestler. That's how I know Garrett. <laughs> okay. And he's a grad student at Northern now. And he, Thompson. Got it. Thank you. He introduced me uh, my, and my colleague to a group of students. We were going to talk to them about some stuff. And I'm like, thanks, Garrett. Appreciate you introducing us. And he goes, oh, and by the way, she is part of an amazing podcast Aww. called Shrink Wrap the Podcast. Cool. And, you, and I'm like, Garrett. That's Aww. sweet. Very sweet. Only because I agreed to let him... I. April 5th, they're going to throw pies in my face, but you have to pay for it. Oh, really? God, oh, Fran. Sign me up. Fran is going to take out a second mortgage. <laughs> to the yeah. All right. Garrett has a has a deep um, future in PR. If he can harness some of that charisma for, for good instead of evil, which he, he is, he does, <laughs> does a great job. He but does. that boy can tell ice to an Eskimo if that is a still an appropriate saying. I oh. miss him being at the market. I mean, I, I know he's I had to. Yeah, I bet you do. I know he's had to move on to, to other things because he's a grad student now, but oh. Okay, yeah. so I have a factoid. Okay. That, no, don't touch anything. Do not touch anything. I told Brody we don't have a factoid. Don't because, touch that dial, folks. Yes, because he has not been having factoid success lately. <gasps> Fact- I Did like you? how she threw it all on you. Do you find yourself struggling with factoid success? If so, contact your physician. Are you just hitting that button a little too late? Are you a little confused about when the right time is? Talk to your doctor about factoid success. Yes, exactly. Our poor so, guest. so I, don't, I just said that because I wanted to fuck with you. But by the way, the premature electrification Super Bowl video or commercial was yeah. by far the best, hands down. Yeah. It beat whatever Rihanna did, but it was that was amazing. Anyway, continue. Okay, so special guest today, one of my favorite humans, Darius Williams. I can we can see him on. FaceTime and look how handsome he, he is. He looks very He's handsome today. Very, you guys. very handsome. He looked handsome last time too. I know, but, but I think he. he it's just, that pea coat. Maybe it is. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Look there, at there. Him. I took a creepy Darius. Looking You're welcome. Looking awesome. And look at that smile. Now we're making him blush. <laughs> totally blushing. 
But he's thinking, why do I agree? I know. I'm like, on this why thing. would I even talk to these? Maybe weirdos. he just looks better because he's not in the car outside of a Best Buy this time. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, because he is spiffily dressed up here. But we're gonna do a summary. Yep. Of the last time Darius Williams was a guest previously and was courageous and vulnerable enough to share with us his history of physical, sexual abuse, neglect, and um, it was rough. I mean, it was a rough podcast. And so the reason why we wanted him to come back is because I think Darius is an amazing human and I wanted him to tell us. How did he get to where he is now? You know, like, what is it that helped him helped him stabilize? Um, what helped him grow as a human? Because this is Earth School. I believe this is mm-hmm. Earth School, right? We're all here to evolve and grow in hopefully good ways. So we're just going to start out with some questions. How are you feeling, Darius? Hey, I woke up today, so I'm all right. There you go. Hey, good hey. start, right? <laughs> Good start. Okay. So question number one, how did you mentally and physically get through like the darkest times? Because as Darius said last time, he was homeless for several years and um, really had zero support. How did you make it through the darkest times? Uh, I struggled through the dark times mostly. And uh, I didn't start to see the light until I hit the bottom. And uh, I, I call it when I hit the bottom because uh, that's, that's when I had a mental breakthrough. I was sitting in a, a park getting ready to go to sleep on the sliding board. And uh, I was just sitting wondering, you know, why nobody was checking on me, you know, why nobody wanted to pick up the phone, why nobody wanted to just deal with me, period. What did I do to deserve this in life kind of thing? Just kind of soaking in my misery. It was pouring down rain, and I was dripping wet, and I needed somebody to talk to. So I would, uh, when I didn't have anybody to talk to, when I would think negative thoughts, I'd speak positive ones to myself. And on that particular night, uh, it went past, you know, the mental conversation with myself, and I, I needed a hug. Mm-hmm. So I wrapped my arms around myself, and I rocked myself back and forth and told myself I was going to be okay. And that's when everything turned around for me mentally. I began to build that wall of uh, not seeking happiness in other people for myself. Mm. So, okay, how old were you when this happened about? Uh, That was stroke number one. I was... 19 going on 20. Oh, yeah. We forgot about the strokes. We forgot to mention those. Right. So, Darius, you had three strokes. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. And the first one being when you were 19 years old. And, you know, like we talked about in a previous episode when we were covering ACEs Adverse Childhood Experience Survey, Darius was uh, scored a 10 on that, which is the highest score you can get. And there is an extremely high correlation between adverse childhood experiences and problems with your body, mentally mm-hmm. and physically, but especially physically. People are more likely to have strokes, heart disease, cancer, all of those things because of those adverse experiences. So Darius, unfortunately, experienced three strokes. When was the last time, like the, the age when you had your last stroke? Please. It was when I was 22, 21 going on 22. 
Okay. So I have a question that's not on Fran's sheet, so she's going to twitch a little bit. We'll just deal with it. So in that moment, you realized what you really needed was a hug. Yeah. And you were the only one you had in that moment to rely on for a hug. Are you a hugger now? Like, do you hug your kids? Do you hug the people you care about or not so much? I am not. Okay. Hmm. I, I, I am not a hugger. <laughs> Why do you think that is? I'm such a hugger. I'm always curious to hear why other people aren't. I, I think deep down, I'm not a hugger because I never wanted the people that I hugged to, you know, kind of yearn for what my last hug felt like. Mm. Tell me more about that. Yeah. What does that mean? So it was like when, uh, when I was going through that moment in the park, I could feel what it felt like for the last person to hug me. I still and don't I was, get it. And you yearned for that. Yeah, it, it was like, okay. okay. I, I wanted that hug so bad that I can feel what their fingers were like as they hugged me tight. Mm, okay. And, and so this is how disrespectful I am, because the last time I saw you face to face... I hugged, well, I didn't ask. I'm just hugging you and then I hug you again and then I hug you again. You're probably going, would you back off? And I don't, I didn't say anything or do anything. I think you just put up with it. Because I just want to hug you. Maybe he doesn't yearn for your hugs. (laughs) (laughs) And Fran can hug me all she wants because I don't miss him. (laughs) It's like having a cat. I don't know (laughs) cat Point on you. <laughs> sorry, Darius. So, I'm so sorry, Darius. That one was just, it was just pitched down the middle, so oh, I had God. to. <laughs> I should ask your permission. I apologize for that. The kid that just won't stop. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay, and I wanted to ask you, too, how did you even know to talk to yourself positively? It's not like you had a therapist living next door. Like, where did you get that wisdom? Well, you know, when when you hit the bottom, <laughs> you know, is you sit and you think of uh, about negative things and thoughts every day, day in, day out, every minute, and you just soak in sorrow. And you know, if you want to get out of that, and you have no one to talk to, you know, you can only lean on yourself or whatever positive <laughs> thought that could possibly come to your head. So what did you tell yourself that was positive? I told myself I was going to be okay. So you gave yourself a pep talk. Telling myself, <laughs> Darius, I was speaking in third person. <laughs> Darius, you're going to be okay. You may not know what you're going to eat next, but, you know, hopefully you won't starve. And, you know, your your child's going to be okay. She's going to grow up and she's going to experience what it's like to have you as a father. You know, and I held on to those thoughts. Those, those things are what kept me going. Mm-hmm. I think you talk about a really important um, concept that a lot of it's easy to fall. It's easy to lose track of. And that is even in those moments, you had a choice Like mm-hmm. you could have sat there and went, this is horrible. This is awful because it was. It was. However, instead you went, you know what? It's it's going to get better. I'm going to be OK, whatever that looks like. You know, because I had already experienced what the worst of it was <laughs> like. It can't get any worse than this. Right. Well, I always say never say that, though. Oh, God. <laughs> you just invite it then. 
Well, there's a positive thought, Becky. Yeah, I should be a therapist. Oh my God, but, you really should. But it also speaks to the power of self-talk, right? Yes. Like negative and positive, yes. that it can go both ways. I really like the speak in the third person because I think we've all done, you know, you screw something up. You're like, Brody, you're such an idiot. But you, it can go the other way, too. And it's probably, well, not probably, it's more beneficial if it goes the right, other yeah. way. Yeah. Right. So speaking of counseling, Darius, did you ever seek counseling and why or why not? Uh, I did not seek counseling because, you know, deep in our uh, communities uh, that I grew up in, uh, for me to go through, it's kind of a, it's like a shameful thing and you don't talk about it. And if you do talk about it, you kind of hush, hush about it. You got to man up shut up and keep it moving so, so you're speaking to the black community where you grew up that it's a stigma it's a bad thing yes it's not a cool thing for us to open up and talk about those things in our community okay even today even today see you know, even and look at you yeah this is like uh you know i i want to be a part of that change it's like you know it's okay to talk about it you know if life took a bad turn hey open up express yourself unapologetically yeah even if weird looks and all that i i've had a lot of that in my time (laughs) (laughs) i love that unapologetically yes i love absolutely Hey, Becky, why is the Northern State University graduate program in counseling so awesome? I could go on forever, but let's talk about the fact that you can get a clinical degree where you can work in private practice or an agency, Mm -hmm. where you can get a school counseling degree on the school track, where you can work in a school as private, private school, parochial school, public school, any school you want to. And then my favorite. What? Forensic counseling. Super cool. But is it KCREP approved? It is KCREP approved. And you're like, what does that mean? You know what? It means that it has the gold standard of grad schools. Super awesome. But can I afford it? Because I don't have a lot of money. It's okay. If you go to northern.edu, you can um, apply for some scholarships. They have a couple of counseling specific scholarships in addition to some other really fantastic scholarships that a guidance counselor or a admissions counselor can help you with. Awesome. Be Northern, unleash your potential, baby. Was there any, anyone, any person that helped promote a turning point for you? No, uh, not a, not a consistent one. Uh, Just the sheer, the sheer thought of my daughter growing up without a father, that's what kept me going. So partly your daughter, but I'm also thinking partly like a large part yourself. You were the person that showed up for you. Yeah, it's like, you know, I became my own best friend. Having those conversations like, hey, it's going to be okay. You know, it may not be a steak, but we're going to imagine that this little Debbie Fudge round is going to get you where you need to be. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, you know, that's a beautiful statement. I became my own best friend because really, you know, in therapy, a lot of the times we're trying to promote self-love. And Mm -hmm. that is really being cool with who you are and accepting yourself, respecting yourself, all of that. That's really being your own best friend. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm me. I don't care. You know, I don't care to fit in with people. You know, you think I'm weird. Cool. You're weird. Her. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You kind of defy a lot of stereotypes. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, I, I never wanted to be like anyone else. And, you know, I always went against what society said. It was okay. <laughs> you know what you're making me think of, Darius, is uh, one of my favorite authors is Brene Brown. I've mentioned her maybe once or twice on the maybe, podcast. Yeah. Anyway, she has a book called Braving the Wilderness. And in there, it's based upon a Maya Angelou quote that says, the minute I realized I belong nowhere, I realized I belong everywhere. And that's what you're making me like. I belong wherever I am. Yeah, like I can fit wherever I would like to fit. It yeah. doesn't matter my circumstances in life. You know, I can stand on the same stage as you. I like that. I do, too. OK, regarding your life, were there any main transitions like that really stand out for you? And how were they made possible for you? Pain made it possible. Heartache and pain, you know, uh, made it possible for me to even get out of the funk I was in. And, you know, just holding on to the thought of my child at the time. And, you know, I, I envisioned what, you know, my future would potentially look like. You know, I wanted to be an architect when I grew up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I suck at math. Oh, <laughs> that's because math is stupid. Yeah, I really hate math. <laughs> I got a solid C student, sometimes B student, but I just could never get over the hump. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know, Darius, I had to take, I called it algebra for dummies. It was like algebra 067. It's what you had to take before you could take the required algebra class. I took it three times. <laughs> it's because algebra is dumb. I really don't like it either. Numbers and letters should never go together. Mm-hmm. No, that's why it gets very confused. Mm-hmm. If it's just numbers, I can all day long. But don't put yeah. letters in there. That's dumb. So I want to go back to... What Fran was talking about with your ACES score, right? A 10 is the highest one, and that was yours. And so with that, we can pretty much know there's going to be some PTSD, right? I think that's a pretty safe assumption. What does that stand for? Post-traumatic stress disorder. Okay. And I'm wondering, Darius, when and how did you figure out that maybe, and if you did, that maybe this is something you're dealing with? But I didn't realize what the name of it was until, you know, my wife was uh, giving me hell repeatedly. <laughs> over and over and uh, continuously insisting that I go and see someone. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, I shut it down because I'm like, hey, by this point, I've counseled myself. <laughs> I know, <laughs> you know I'm going to sit here and I'm going to talk to this stranger. They're going to, you know, listen to me. I'm going to shed a few tears. We're going to go through the motions. They're going to whip out their medicine pad and try and write me a prescription. They're not really going to really empathize with the story that's being told to them. That's a fucked up way to come into a session, but <laughs> well, if we had a nickel. Yeah. For every oh, time yeah. that happens though. Right. So I came into the session, it went exactly as I said it would. But that was uh, a psychiatrist, right? Yeah, Somebody who could prescribe medicine. That's their job is to prescribe medicine, right. yeah. The job is he's like, you know, but based on everything that, you know, I went through and everything, they're like, Yeah, buddy, you need to see a psychiatrist. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So uh, I went to see him and uh, he's like, yeah, you know, I want to prescribe you an antipsychotic. I said, whoa, 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 man. <laughs> uh, antipsychotic. <laughs> that doesn't sound cool. <laughs> what is that going to do to me? Mm-hmm. And uh, ultimately, it's going to change the way your brain works. And that that just scared me. Then, like, you know, if you change the way my brain works, in a sense, you're going to change why I'm as an individual. And he said, yeah, your behaviors would be a tad different. And I said, no, I'm straight. I'll deal with the nightmares every night, buddy. Yeah, I'm able to function with my kids, you know, every day. And uh, I'm cool, man. I got my marbles. 
So how did you deal with your PTSD? I mean, once you recognized, obviously I've been traumatized and I have nightmares and all of the symptoms that go with PTSD. How did you learn to deal and cope with the symptoms of that? The, the first time, well, that was the first time a professional told me, but the first time I knew something was wrong, I was in a bed. Uh, sleep with my wife and I woke up in the middle of the night. I had a nightmare that she was cheating on me. Mm-hmm. And I got so angry in the dream and I opened and closed and slammed every one of our dresser drawers in the dream. We woke up the next day and I'm like, who the fuck broke the dresser? <laughs> oh, wow. wow. You had no recollection of it. I had no re- I remembered the dream very vividly. Yeah. I had no clue that I was like, oh, shit, the dream was real. (laughs) Wow. Wow. And that's when I became aware of, you know, I've only had three of those total in my lifetime. The first one boosted the awareness of what was going on. So, you know, if I had such a dream, you know, I knew at some point I needed to wake up. My last one, uh, I had a dream about a rabbit biting the inside of my hand as I slept in the bed with my wife. When it bit my hand, I jumped up out of my bed and I broke it down the stairs to wash the rabbit off my hand. And those dreams feel so real. I've had Mm -hmm. a dream like that where I was felt attacked and I literally bit the attacker. Right. And then I woke up because I had bit my own arm. Oh, wow. The pain of that woke me up, but it was so vividly real. Well, it was real, obviously, you know, But those, if you haven't had a dream like that, it's very hard to understand how absolutely real and terrifying they can be. It really is. Yeah. I also want to let our listeners know if they are dealing with some PTSD that I don't think antipsychotics are the preferred medication of choice anymore. So please don't hesitate to go out and get some help. I'm not a (laughs) doctor, but from what I do know, um, there's some other other things that can be done. Right. Because an antipsychotic would be a scary thing to hear. Right. Because this is Earth School, what do you feel that you need to continue to focus on to grow as a human being? Keep my mental sharp. Mental strength would continue to be the key uh, to keep me going in spite of whatever could possibly be going on in life. And mental strength being meaning what for you? Being strong mentally in spite of, you know, whatever obstacles come my way, especially if it's an obstacle that has me, you know, flashback to a past time. I I go back to that same state of mind and having to protect myself mentally. One question that you asked me years ago (laughs) was, what is your assignment in my life? I'm like, I, I, dude, I thought we were just talking. And then you like lay this deep question on me, right? And I'm like, what? Yeah, where did you get that from? And why did you lay that on me? What was that about? You know, I knew at some point we would be here just based on, you know, the, the shared energy. I, I don't know how to explain it, but I can feel good energy around me. <laughs> but uh, in that moment when we had that conversation, You know, I I just truly wanted you to think a bit deeper. You know, I was I was already in deep thought. I was thinking towards the future already. It's like, hey, you know, she's going to be a cool gal to have a conversation with every now and then. (laughs) Darius, are you ever not in deep thought? I feel like you spend a lot of time in deep thought. I do. It's probably one of my coping mechanisms, I'd say. Uh, It keeps my mind going. Okay. Instead of uh, me focusing on anything that could possibly be negative going on in life. 
So what is your assignment in my life? My assignment in your life uh, is to, I think, I think we make a good team. <laughs> we, we make a good team to bring about awareness and uh, mental health. And, you know, outside of that, I think I, I'm, I'm the son you, 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 you wanted, but you never had. <laughs> my son from another mother. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, we, we continuously, you know, learn new things from each other. And uh, I think it's, that's an essential thing in life to have amongst your peers or, you know, trusted companions or uh, parent, uh, figures that you deem as parent figures. Because you're my mother. You're my mother as well. I have a couple of you all. You check on me all the time. <laughs> I feel that your assignment is very similar in the sense that we immediately felt that connection and there was a reason for that. I don't know what it is. I think it's evolving as we get to know each other more and more. But I definitely think sharing this message is really important, especially for the black community, because, you know, going back years ago, if someone, if someone would have saw you, reached out to you, got you some help you know, it it might have been a different story for you. It might have prevented strokes from happening. And there uh, is no shame in asking for help. There's no shame mm-hmm. in going to a counselor. It, it's, it's no shame in it. But, you know, society uh, kind of creates that skin for you. For you to be ashamed of, you know, saying, hey, you know, I'm going through something. I need help. You know, somebody needs to help me. I don't know how to cope and or deal with this particular situation. Or sometimes you just need to talk to somebody to get through. You know, during those times, you know, uh, most people, it kind of shy away from deep conversations like that. So tell us just a little bit about the positive negative project. And I know that's not up and it's not up and running right now, but you felt compelled to get that going at a certain point in your life. At some point I'll I'll get, I'll get her back rolling. And uh, the the positive negative project, uh, I created a clothing brand so that uh, it may influence folks like myself, or, you know, you go through depression or you, if you're a cutter and you, cut yourself or you lost a leg, you have breast cancer, anything that fosters something that transitions back to mental illness. It was a cool clothing brand for you to say, well, hey, you know, I have a hat that represents something. You know, I can openly express myself without saying anything. If I have this hat on and it's going to draw the attention for me to openly have this conversation with this individual instead of just randomly approaching this individual, and saying, well, hey, guess what? I suffer from depression. It's like, you know, that's that's not going to end well. <laughs> but uh, if you have a cool hat that represents something, it's an eye catcher or a, a shirt that expresses something clearly, it's something different uh, than the typical thing that everyone sees in the clothing store. You know, it builds a bridge for us, uh, whether we're suffering from PTSD, depression, or, you know, if someone comes, oh man, that's a cool hat. You know, where'd you get that from? And say, hey, I support this clothing brand called the Positive Negative Project because I suffer from depression. The holes in the back of my head express my scars from the past. The clean cut front expresses where I am now. Yes, I am here. I am strong. This is why I wear this and I wear it with pride. Mm-hmm. I love that. I do too. I absolutely love that. And that is. 
um, something that one of many of Darius's talents is that he can sew, he can <laughs> cook. I mean, you definitely have a very creative side to you. It was called the Positive Negative Project because, you know, we as a people, we're, we're never perfected. So it's like, you know, I, I don't, I, I never sought out to make a perfect, uh, a perfect product. And also, I can't sew all that well. I see this in my head. I need to figure out how to get it done. And if it turns out to be a great thing, cool, even better. Mm -hmm. So Darius, if you had three things that you really want to finish our podcast with and let our listeners know that you want to convey an important message to them, what would you want them to know? What I want them to know, uh, these are the three things I live by every day. It gets greater later. You know, you have to hold that thought, uh, no matter what. You know, sometimes it may not get greater until next week or next year or next ten years. The next statement that I hold on, hold on to, and hold dear to my heart: you can become your own best friend. So even when you have no one that you can turn to, you can internalize and begin to learn yourself. You know, understand why your layers are the way they are. Why did, why does your skin become so thick when you run into certain situations? And when you learn to understand yourself a bit more, you know, you don't have those same reactions that you had before you were struggling with uh, your mental health. And last but not least, uh, when all else fails, keep going. <laughs> Mm -hmm. I think those are three very wise things to live by. It gets yeah. greater later. Be your own best friend. What was the third one again? When all else fails, keep going. Keep, keep going. going. <laughs> Gotta move forward. Yeah. I so appreciate you. I respect you. I love you. I admire you. I just am sending you love. Thank you so much for sharing yourself with our listeners and with us. Well, no problem. Please, folks. It's okay. Keep the ball rolling. I promise the road will get smoother after a while. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Have a beautiful day, Darius. All right, you guys. We are the Shrinks. And that's a wrap.